This episode is dedicated to Mother's Day and all of the mothers out there, but more specifically, our mother, who is the guest on today's episode. We just want to thank our mom so much for everything she's done for us, who's helped us become the men that we are today, and we just want to let her know that we love her so much. We also want to thank our wives, who are the fantastic mothers for our children. They just surprise us every day with how amazing they are. We love them so much, and we just thank them for everything that they do for us, supporting us with our podcast dreams and just everything we do. We love you guys. Happy Mother's Day to our mom, to our wives, and to all the mothers out there. to episode 33 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We'll call this the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar episode. I think it's more of a Larry Bird. I think it's a Scotty Pippen episode. Larry Walker? No. no. Right. Okay. Pass. We're going to stick to <laughs> basketball. All right. We got a fun episode tonight. We got another Fruit of the Bean episode. It is late Sunday night. We had a fun day today. I need some... Saturday night. He doesn't See, even know days. That's how much I need some fruit of the bean coffee right now. I don't even know what day it is. Mm-mm. I think that's more coronavirus for me not knowing the day than anything that, else. That's though. true. Days are just days. Yeah. Unless it's Taco Tuesday, I don't know what day of the week it is. True. I think more days of the week need to have food involved with them as well. Well, looking at you, I think every day has food involved <laughs> with you. So <laughs> A little bit more planning in it. Well, we have a very special guest today. Very special. I've known her my whole life. Yeah. So this is our Mother's Day episode of the podcast. And for our special guest, we have our mother, Kristen Spivey. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. You really didn't have many choices on mothers to have on the show, (laughs) so we decided to go with you. I know. I was thinking about that. You thought of me on 33 episodes it took you to have your old mom on? It took us 33 to convince you to come on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. She's got a busy schedule. She's got a lot of candy to crush. I do. That's right. (laughs) All right, Troy, let's move into our guest game that you created last week. We had a lot of fun last week with Kev. You know what's funny? I'm excited for these new questions here. Some of them are the same, but we're listening it back. And Sarah, my wife, she was trying to guess all Kevin's answers. She got most of them. Do you think we'll know all the answers to mom's questions? I don't know. I don't think you will. I think so. I don't think so. All right, you want to shoot it on over to me? Troy, let's do your thing. Let's bingo, do, uh, bango, bongo. Is that how we do it? Yeah, that's bingo, the Bingo, bango, bongo. There you go. Nailed it. All right, so good to know your guests. We got 10 questions. Most of them are either or. Some of them have three options, and there's 10 of them. So mom, answer them as quickly as you can, and just... Let's really get to know mom. Here we go. Number one, at a grocery store, paper or plastic? Paper. Heads or tails? Tails. Rock, paper, or scissors? Paper. Beach or mountains? Oh, beach. Cat or dog? Dog. TV or book? TV. Cook or do dishes? Cook. Taco or pizza? Pizza. Public speaking or sing karaoke? Oh, God. (laughs) 
I think I'll do the public speaking. Neither. (laughs) Margarita or Diet Coke? Diet Coke. Ooh, that one threw me off. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I knew that one was going to mess with you, the public speaking or singing. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. Those are our two least favorite things. We're getting one of them out of the way today. Yes. She's speaking in front of two old people in this room. (laughs) But virtually, she's speaking in front of like five or six. I I do. I have a lot of fans. I have a lot of fans. Her social media is on fire. It really is. I am all over it. We got some new listeners that we heard. Rumor mill. We got Ron and Joy listening this week. So shout out to them. Hello, Ron and Joy. Shout out to Jamie. Fantastic job on our um, Zoom memorial. Yes, she did. That was awesome. She killed it. And anyone else that was on that call listening to the podcast, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Jeege. All right. We are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Food Court Files. All rise, it's time for the Food Court Files. All right, this week for Food Court Files, uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite meals growing up, now that we have the person that was cooking those meals for us growing up. She really just shaped us into just absolute awesome figured body-wise. <laughs> I was going to say. Mom. <laughs> I tried. I tried to make healthy food for you. We I just tried. kept eating it until it wasn't healthy anymore. Well, then we got to choose what we wanted and we ate bad. As soon as I could start driving. Bad to the bone. That was bad news. All right, so we're going to start out with our favorites. Favorite thing to fight over, let's just say that. We're talking about our uh, bread machine bread that mom used to make. And it was fantastic. Mom, now what was the concoction that you flopped into that bread machine? It was a very, very special recipe. I would go to Safeway. And I would buy the Krusty's sourdough bread mix. And when it was on sale, oh, man, it was a great day. (laughs) So when it was bread day, I'd pick you guys up from school, and you'd have to get it in the bread machine by about 3 o'clock because it took about three, three and a half hours to make it. So we'd hurry home, and I'd put it in there, and the first one of you guys that would see me do it would say I got heel I got heel and then you'd fight over it they would absolutely have an argument they would say no I called it first I called it first so sometimes I would say okay how about if you split it and it really wasn't the heel it was the top of the bread and I don't know why they liked it I always thought the middle was the best that's called a compromise and it's not an ideal so it finally got to the point where they would have a competition for it so sometimes they would what didn't you guys do the ping pong out in the backyard that That was was pots or dishes dishes, yeah yeah. we would just fight or play like sorry or there, yeah, they were very competitive. We wouldn't split it. That is a fact. No, mm-mm. the I think splitting the, wouldn't work. The heel work. of this bread wasn't even the heel. No, it, it was, was the, the top. It, it was the top. Yeah. It was just so fluffy and just delicious. You just have dreams about it still to this day. But we knew it was going to be bread machine day when we knew it was spaghetti day. I love spaghetti. We have spaghetti all the time. Everybody I, eats I, spaghetti though. And that's like 
We got spaghetti I and blankets. I threw it in there though, other times, like when we, dad would make a um, steak, steak like a um, tri-tip. Remember, I would do that in my salad. Ooh, I love a mom salad. Can you give me everything that's in the, the mom salad just so I have it on the record so I, I can know, make it at home? People like my salad for some reason. I don't know. It's lettuce. Oh. And I'm sure of that one. I like to throw in some shredded carrots. Okay. Sometimes a little shredded cabbage. You got to do the tomatoes. You like? I like the um, romas or the little grape tomatoes. And back then, I would throw blue cheese in it. That's the and I haven't cheese. been. I, there it is. That's why. But now we have people in our family that don't like blue cheese, so I've kind of skipped that. But I think the most important part of a mom salad is the avocado. I think that little shaky thing you put on top. The what little seasoned oh, salt. Oh, the Lowry seasoned salt. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's the secret that's ingredient. My, that's my secret ingredient. No, everyone's going to have a mom I know. salad. I think I the know. best thing you do, though, about your salad is just how good you are at portions. We <laughs> never have salad, three quarters of a salad left over. Yeah, I tend to make them kind of large. Just in case, like, a uh, semi-pro football team wants to come over and have salad, well, you know, we I, have enough for that. I think it's just the family that I grew up in. You never, ever want to have two small portions of food. You, you never want to run out. You always make big portions. So that's what I do. Well, I mean, salad and Zach and I, you should know just a little less. And you'll be all right. You, you know you ate the salad. All right, and let's go to our next meal we got here on the list is the old beef stroganoff. Zach? Memories of the beef stroganoff. Oh, we did. <laughs> I love beef stroganoff. Me night. Too. I don't know what it was. It's so simple. Like when I, Heather and I will make it every once in a while now. It's so simple and easy, but. That was one of the meals that my mom would make. My mom worked. My mom um, was a working mom, never got home, you know, until after five o'clock. It was about 5.30 and I was starving. So she'd have to do something quick. And she would make the beef stroganoff, and she did a really good job on it. It, it was good. And it was one of my favorite meals that she made, so I made it for you guys. Just so simple, right over the rice. Just easy money. Add some green beans, and you got a meal. It's pretty Pass. good. <laughs> oh, come on. Green beans with ketchup. No. Pass. All right, next on the list, we got old tacos. We actually had for Cinco de Mamo. Oh, we forgot to bring up that we did Cinco de Mamo today. We mentioned it. We just didn't describe it. Mm. Cinco de Mamo, we kind of mix Mother's Day and Cinco de Mayo, for those of you that can't. If you couldn't figure that out. That's a tough one to figure out. Yeah, I got to say, um, these guys always make Mother's Day really special. Troy's really good about coming up with themes, and same with Zach, and we've had some really good Mother's Day. I think one of the most memorable Mother's Day was two years ago, and they recreated the chicken dinner house meal from Knott's Berry Farm. If you've never gone to Knott's Berry Farm and eaten at the chicken dinner house, you have to do it. It's just... It's just classic Southern California. I know everybody goes down and goes to Disneyland, and I think Knott's Berry Farm gets a bad rap, but Knott's Berry Farm is fun, 
It's got the chicken dinner house. I've been going there since I was a little kid. My mom's been going there since she was a little kid. And um, for them to recreate it, it wasn't exactly like the chicken dinner house. It was but better. They, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was great. I, I I love Mother's Day, and I love how they do. They honor us, and now they honor their wives, and it's just always. Weston. <laughs> <laughs> And then we, as the, uh, me and um, Heather and Sarah, we always have to think of something to outdo them. And I think we did a good job last year. They did. For yeah, Father's they, Day. I thought we were going to win last year. Yeah, last year we went with a Hawaiian type theme. And it was good. We had a luau. But they came in hot with a beer tasting and pretzels and beer cheese or something. We had beer flights for you, and um, we printed out the little scoring sheets. And I have pictures from it, and you guys are just concentrating and and um, really enjoying that beer. And you graded them, and it was pretty fun. All right, that's a big sidebar, but that's <laughs> what this show does so well. All right, let's get back to, we'll skip over tacos because we kind of just talked about tacos. That's how we got there, <laughs> as we talked about tacos. All right, the next one we have is like steak slash tri-tip with a little Freddy. If you've never had Freddy, it's pasta rone fettuccine alfredo, and it is so good. Yeah, for most moms, they'll go to their cupboard and they'll get a box out of uh, the pasta rone, the fettuccine, not me. I would have to get two, sometimes three boxes of this pastaroni to feed three kids. What can I say? And there <laughs> we were, love noodles. And, we love butter. And there were no leftovers. We didn't have leftovers. No. Mm -mm, there was never leftovers. I think as a family, that's why we eat so fast. Everyone, mm -hmm. like our wives and everyone, why do you guys eat so fast? Well, because we want some more. And if you don't eat fast, you're not getting any more. Yeah, they would, they would jump up and grab what was in there. And then when they did the dishes, because they always did the dishes, I know Troy would be in there eating it out of the pan with his fingers, like the leftover um, fettuccine. Pan, pan, pan. Yeah. I'll do the pots tonight. <laughs> Fettuccine, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, not a lot of leftovers I at the Spivey the, house. I did that the other night, and I didn't want to get another, like, silverware out, so I ate it out of the wooden spoon, and I had, like, the whole thing in my mouth, and Heather walked out of the room and just kind of stared at me for, like, three or four minutes. Like, what are you doing? That's my problem is my chore at home is the dishes, but when I do the dishes, I eat more doing the dishes than I do during dinner. Yeah, well... You've been doing that for quite a while. If you can't tell. <laughs> In pretty good shape. Another one we got here is uh, the old mac and cheese and peas. I think we've talked about this. We have talked about that. But that's such a good combo. I don't know how we came up with that. You combo. guys came up with it. it. That was like, I would make, you know, like all good moms, I made the Kraft macaroni and cheese, which I liked when I was a kid. And I think... Um, you know, I usually had some frozen peas in the freezer, and I'd cook those up for you, and that kind of made it healthy, so I would serve it on a plate. So um, I would, I don't know who started it between the two of you, but you, you mixed it up. That sounds like a Troy thing. Uh -oh. 
So from then on, I know that Troy guy is weird. From from then on, whenever I made macaroni and cheese, you, they always asked for peas, and I would have to put it in a bowl, and put the peas on top of it, and it it just oh, I just don't know how they ate it. It just made me sick. And another thing that mom came up with is she'd make the one to two boxes of macaroni. As we got older, it was two boxes. Oh yeah. But one of us would have to split it. So one of us would have to split it in half, and then the other person got to choose which bowl they wanted. That's right. I'd make two boxes for two people. And, I mean, how many servings is in one box of Kraft macaroni and cheese? Eight? (laughs) Six? How many does it feed? One? It says one. No, I don't think so. If you can't eat a whole box of macaroni, just get out. Do you remember how much time out. we spent on that process of splitting up the mac and cheese? Yeah, it was Trey would have, like, opera glasses where he's looking and he's trying to count all the noodles. And let me get my monocle. <laughs> I'll be right back. But, yeah, the macaroni, cheese, and, pe- and Weston does the same thing. I just, I don't it's get it. It's, like it's a, disgusting. Kind of like a sweet and savory. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sick. I don't know which one's which, but it's good. All right, and then the next one we got on the list is the old peanut butter and jelly with the crust cut off. But not like an uncrustable. It's that little thing mom has that you push down in a perfect circle. You remember that? It basically that? makes it uncrustable. It yeah. is. I think the uncrustables copied me, but it's... um you like it, a cookie cutter? No, it was from Pampered Chef, and it is to make sandwiches, and I still have one. And I still use it if I'm making one for the grandkids. Or dad. No, he makes his own. <laughs> he makes like a quadruple decker when he makes a peanut butter and jelly. So good. But I did. and Yeah, if you're not making a PB&J with at least three pieces of bread, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you want to diet? Two pieces, get out of here. All right, and then the next one we got is the old grilled cheese on the pan with the bread just perfectly brown on each side. Dip it in a little ketchup. Yeah, that came from Dad. I'd never seen someone dip a grilled cheese in ketchup. I'd never seen it. But you know what? It's actually pretty good. I kind of do it myself now. It's pretty darn good. I try not to. Like, I try to grow out of it, and I just can't. It's good. No. It's if you're good. listening to the show and you've never tried it, make yourself try a grilled it. cheese right now. Get a little ketchup. Vito, you probably just do it every night, but... Just pull it out of your ketchup holster, Vito, and then... Yeah, but it is delicious. Everyone should try that, I think. It is. I will give credit to Mike Spivey for that. I actually like that. Now, the last thing we got on our list is our old breakfast category. The thing I remember most about breakfast... We got pancakes, waffles, scrambled eggs, and French toast. Those are pretty good. But the Quaker oat squares, I think, is just a house bringer downer. You've never had a Quaker oat square? I think the best thing about the Quaker oat squares, if you leave it in there a little long, it gets a little soggy. Oh, that's the best part. We somehow missed out on every single awesome kid's cereal that mom got to eat because Gigi would buy whatever she wants. I did. I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Cause and I, the only thing we get is quicker oat squares, and Troy's excited about it. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> so Sarah, had, my wife, had never had quicker oat squares, and I bought a box, and I think we ate it all without milk that night because they're just so good. It is. It's good. But that's probably the sweetest cereal that I ever bought for you guys. 
Yeah, we didn't smile much as kids. <laughs> but <laughs> just kidding. Oh, yeah, we, oh, I know. You poor things. You I just know. suffered. Wasted away over Wasted here. Wasted away. I made you homemade cookies like every other day. That's just when our friends came over. Oh, I made. I made you guys cookies. She made them for me. You didn't oh, see them. Yeah. Well, I see them now. <laughs> All right, I think that is all we have for food court files. That was a lot of fun. That was, that was fun. fun. I like sidebar I, city. That's what we did. That was an epic sidebar. That was pretty good. That was nice. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and we will come back with remember that thing. Man, I'll tell you what, Zach. I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm too. I wish we had some fresh roasted coffee. When I get my fresh roasted coffee, I like to get it from Fruit of the Bean. I love Fruit of the Bean. It is fresh roasted right after you order. It's not sitting in some warehouse somewhere. Not only that, is they give a lot back to the community. Yeah, they give back by helping orphans and those affected by human trafficking. Those are two good things, helping others and getting coffee. Now, the other cool thing is if you use the promo code SPIVY, finally we have my name as a promo code, you get 25% off your first order. That's big news. So go ahead. Go to Fruit of the Bean and get your coffee today. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. This week for Remember That Thing, we're going to tell a couple stories from our childhood. We're going to tell... Uh, we're going to tell one of our favorite stories of our mom growing up, the, like the one time that she surprised us. Yeah. Um, it wasn't with sugar cereal, unfortunately. <laughs> Which we just found out in the last episode. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and share that story first. And then part of the deal of getting mom on the show was that she gets to tell two embarrassing stories about us, which should be pretty entertaining. I mean, not for us, but for you guys listening. <laughs> yep. Definitely not for us. Okay, we're going to start off with the post office story. Troy, do you remember the post office day? Vaguely. I know the pretty much the big details of it, but I just remember, did she pick us up early from school? Okay, so... You tell it. She, uh, so it's after school, normal day. We're in the Bovel station wagon. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we get picked up at the same time as my friend Brick. Yep. We're starting driving and we're going the same direction as them. Mom's not telling us what's going on. We start heading in a different direction from our house, which is weird. And she said, okay, we're, we're going to the post office, which made sense. It was over in the vague direction towards where we were going. And it sounds like a fun activity that we would get to It just to sounds like, whatever, we're going to the post office. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Sure, whatever. Whatever. Whatever keeps me from having to do my homework when we get back. Totally cool. So then we, uh, we turn into a parking lot, which is not the post office, although it's, it's pretty close. It's, near. So we, it's like the, the very end that we realize that we're not going to the post office. And uh, Brick's still going that same direction. And the mom says, oh, I wonder where they're going. We're going to Boot Barn, which was next to it. Boot Barn? I don't remember that part. Which we bought hook, line, and sinker. Hmm. We drive right past Boot Barn. And where do we stop? Discovery Zone. Now, if you don't remember what Discovery Zone was, it's if you're in this general location, it's where the Sam's Club is now, Yeah, I would say. 
It was like an indoor play area that had like slides and tunnels and ropes and ball pits. Basically, it was a pretty fun place to go. And we thought the whole time we were going to the post office and we're wondering why Zach's friend Brick was also going to the post office. You guys were so excited that we were going there. And I feel horrible because I, if that's your memory of me surprising you in your childhood, that's kind of sad. But I'm glad that you did enjoy it. I got a memory of mom. I don't know. It just kind of came to mind. Uh-oh. Curveball. Uh-oh. If you don't know our mom very well, if you were around us during the OJ trial... Ooh. <laughs> That was a big news in our household. <laughs> and that was one thing I remember about mom. It's, that's all we heard for months. I watched it all day long. I watched the recap at night. I was just telling Gigi, my mom, tonight how much I miss court TV. I watched all the big trials because I got to stay home. I was able to stay home when you guys were young. And yeah, that was, I was kind of obsessed, I have to admit it. I just remember it being on TV, and I remember really weird details about the OJ trial just from watching it. Well, we had, hadn't we gone out to dinner with the Vitos? We used to go every Friday night just about to Round Table Pizza. And wasn't that when the car, the slow speed chase we was? We were watching the NBA finals oh. at our house. Oh, okay. I and knew, had I, ordered pizza. Okay, I knew that. The Vitas were involved in And that. we were playing basketball outside, mm-hmm. and we had come inside, and the game wasn't on because they cut from the NBA Finals, which is just insane, mm-hmm. to the OJ chase. So good. And I was like, what is this? Who's that guy? Okay, we're going to go play outside. But, like, the whole world is, like, invested in this. You know, that's, that took up about two years of our lives. It was yeah. nothing. It was on... It was on every channel, all day long. It's it's they preempted all the regular TV shows. That was all there was on during the day, and I was obsessed. And now he's one of the best follows on Twitter. <laughs> we love OJ on Twitter. He's so good. <laughs> all right, mom, go ahead and tell your embarrassing stories. You can start with Zach if you want. No, I think I'm going to start with you, Troy. Mm. All right. Because uh, yours happened fat first. You were about three years old, and I don't even know if you remember this. Vaguely. I remember it. You got a cold. You know, all kids get colds. And it kept going on. And your nose would just run and run and run. And I'd put you to bed at night, and I'd go, oh, my God, my baby smells. He smells really bad. And I I loved you, and I loved to hug you and kiss you because you were my little Troy. And I would hug you, and I'd go, oh, my God, he smells. So I told Dad, and I, I don't know who else I told, and I said, you know what? He probably has a sinus infection. Something's wrong with him. So we took him to the doctor, and the doctor, you know, took her little light and put it up your nose and said, mm, I think he just might have a sinus infection. I, I don't see anything up there. So she gave him some antibiotics, like you do when you have a sinus infection or a cold, and it didn't go away. His nose just ran and ran and ran, and he smelled just, oh, I can't even tell you the smell. So I told Mike, and he said, 
He said, you know what? I'm going to look up his nose. So he goes out in the garage and he has a, he had a mechanics light. <laughs> this is what I remember going this out in the garage. gigantic mechanics light light. And he took Troy in the garage and he put his head back and he looked up his nose and he goes, Oh my God, I see something. He sh- so he goes, Chris, go get me this, the tweezers. I'm like, Mike, there's nothing up there. The doctor looked, there's nothing up there. And he goes, go get me the tweezers. So I went and got him the tweezers. He stuck those things way up his nose and he pulled out this piece of foam and I think we had like an egg crate mattress, you know, the kind of, yeah, and it was blue and he pulled it out and it was just full of mold and it, I don't know how long it was up there. And we tried to ask him, why did you stick it up your nose? And do you remember, do you remember what you said? You said something like, I don't know. I just wanted to see if it would fit. That sounds pretty. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see that. Troy is a scientist, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always have been. Just so had to do some experiments. So that's one of my uh, early stories of Troy. It's funny, though, like, that the doctor, so yeah. that was 28 years ago. Yeah. They looked and they couldn't it find It wasn't any. your normal, your regular doctor, Dr. McCrimmons. It was um, somebody else. This I, I think it was a... a female doctor I, that you'd never seen before. She doesn't know how lights work, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it took Mike Spivey to discover... They blue foam up the nose right. at medical school. Yeah. So, it was pretty gross. But that's... Yeah. That's one of the embarrassing stories. So, that's fine. I'll take that one. I know. That, that one's not too bad. I could probably tell other ones, but I won't. That's fine. Let's hear the one about Zach. Let's skip the one about <laughs> Zach. This happened when? Like, a couple weeks ago? Almost, yeah. <laughs> um, the year is 1997? Yeah, 96, I think so. Zach was getting older. He was 12. You know, he, he's like a young man, you know, getting there. I thought having a 12-year-old at that time was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I had a 12-year-old. So anyway, we decided to take him to the movies with us. And um, it's the biggest movie in the history of the world at that time. We thought we'd take him to go see Titanic. Everybody was going, it's, you know, it's a love story. It's an adventure. He can see it. It was PG-13. Yeah. But yeah, he's mature. He's, he's great. So we go there and it's a long movie and he sits there and he, you know, he's watching. He didn't even move. So we, we sit there, we get home we tell him good night, you know, it was great, you know, you, you were great, you behaved well. Um, told him good night, Mike and I go to bed. And I, all of a sudden, I sense something in my room. And he's standing there, my 12-year-old son. <laughs> and he looks at me, comes to my side of the bed, and he goes, Mom, can I sleep with you, please? <laughs> And I go, what's the matter? He goes, that movie scared me. I, I, I can't sleep. I said, all right. So I moved over and he goes, no, I can't. I have to be in the middle. <laughs> 12 years old, almost a man. And he had to sleep between his mom and his dad. And it wasn't, I didn't take him to see a horror movie or a scary movie, but it was Titanic. So we kind of give him a hard time on that. 
That's kind of funny looking at Zach now, trying to see him, trying to get in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we had like a queen-size bed at the time, so it's not like we had a big king-size bed, so... That movie freaked me out. It still freaks me out. I don't like watching what it. What was the part that actually scared you? The people you? drowning? Oh, yeah. Oh, like underneath yeah. in the tunnels? The people being locked behind the fence where they're all going to die. Like the poor people underneath the boat, and they won't let them up to get on the, the boats. Oh, yeah. And the water level's like slowly rising up. That's kind of scary. I don't like that. That's like when we talked about fear factor and those kind of water events. Yeah, I, the, yeah, the fear of drowning is. Oh, I don't I, like the ocean I, or what lives in the oceans. Yeah, no. yeah, you don't, do you? Happens. Yeah, a lot of Titanic's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. We thought it was funny. I thought it was. It's funny now. I don't think it's funny. No. <laughs> All right, let's move on from embarrassing stories. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Sports Jug. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka. 100% 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, to wrap up the show this week, we're going to get into Sports Jug. We're going to start out with a little Dodgers talk. The only person that we've had that's even remotely a Dodgers fan. Mom, why don't you tell us some of your memories of being a Dodgers fan growing up? Well, I wasn't really a baseball fan or a sports fan when I was really young. My dad would take me to Angel Games, and I didn't like it. I thought it was boring. I didn't even. I didn't like the Angels. But when I got a little older, I was probably in my early teens. Um, you guys don't remember, but when I was a kid, there weren't very many channels on, that we had. So it was like every single day, the Dodger game was on. I was like, oh man, they're on every single day. So all of a sudden, I just decided, you know what, maybe I'll just watch it. And I started watching it and I thought, oh my God, those guys are cute. That's the same way Zach got into baseball. So I was. <laughs> Did you see Mike Piazza in those pants? <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, I think I kind of like this. So I started watching, and um, that's when the Dod- the Dodgers were really good. It was. Was that the 30s? It was the 70s. <laughs> it was the late 70s, like, and it was you know Steve Garvey and Davy Lopes. And Bill Russell and Ron Say and Dusty Baker and the likes. Dusty Baker, who invented the high five. He did? Mm-hmm. I never knew that. So I would watch it and I would watch it. And then I, my best friend, Wendy, I got her starting to watch it. So the two of us would watch it. And so I would, we wanted to go to a game really bad because, you know, the guys are so cute. So we got my mom 
to take us, and we drove up to L.A. Wait, Gigi let you do what you asked? I know. I don't yeah, believe I know. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I begged her. So we went to Ticketron, and we got some tickets, and we went to our really I, – I guess I went to my first baseball game, I think, when I was about six months old. And it was actually at Dodger Stadium, but the Angels played there at the time. But obviously, I don't remember that. But um, so that's how I got into it, and I would watch it. I started watching every game, and we started going to more games, and I just thought the players were so cute, and I just loved it. And I followed them. I would listen to all the spring training games on the radio. They weren't on TV. I mean, every game I would watch. We were talking earlier, and you had two actually really cool stories, one about some basketball game and another one about you being a stalker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. Well, you tell them. All I can say is it was a good thing they didn't have the Internet when I was a kid, or I, who knows where I'd be. I'd probably be in Indiana or some place with somebody. But, um my friend Wendy, my best friend growing up, um, she went to Dana Hills High School in Dana Point, California. We didn't go to high school together. But back in the day, the Dodger players had a basketball team. And they would play basketball. They'd go to the high school and they'd play against the teachers. So Wendy said, Oh my God. Yeah. How have I never heard this story? I know. She just told me it today. I, you know, I, I forgot about it. And I go, Oh my God, is Steve Yeager going to be there? We both loved Steve Yeager. Steve Yeager was catcher for the Dodgers. She goes, Yes, he's going to be there. So we went to the game and we just sat there and we watched him. And he, they had little, they had shorts on. We never, you know, you never see baseball players in shorts. So it was just, so much fun. So it, after the game, we went out into the, like the, the entryway, the foyer of the, you know, like of a gym. Yeah. They were giving autographs. We got Don Sutton, who I think he was a side. Was he a side young winner? I yeah. think he was. Got his autograph. And then we were walking up the stairs. And I looked and Steve Yeager was walking up the stairs ahead of me. So, you know, I was probably 16, and I reached up, reached out, and I just touched him. <laughs> Weirdo. I know. So I went home that night, and I said, that is, this is the best day of my life. It's just never going to get any better than this. But I was, when I was telling Troy about it, I was like, you could never do that now. They would never be able to play at a high school. I think they have probably, a major league team yeah. play basketball right. against high sc- teachers right. at a high school. Yeah. <laughs> what? And, it, and it wasn't, you know, they were starters. You know, Don Sutton was a starter, starting pitcher. Steve Yeager was the starting catcher. I can't remember. Maybe Bill Russell played. I can't. I don't really. Now, if it was a different Bill Russell, that's a little unfair. <laughs> Maybe Ron. I think Ron Say was there, but, you know, I don't remember. I just remember Steve Yeager. That, that was. I can't believe I've never heard that story I know. before. I hadn't heard it until earlier when we were cool? talking about it. It's so cool. And so I thought of another thing, too, when Troy and I were talking. Um, I grew up in a place called Mission Viejo in Orange County. And, you know, it was a nice area, and there was a new kind of development 
called Nellie Gale Ranch. And it was these big custom homes and they were on acreage. And you know, homes in Southern California, they don't really have acreage. So, you know, wealthy people lived there. And I, I don't know how we got this information, I can't remember, but we found out that some of the Dodgers lived in this neighborhood. I don't know how, but we knew where they lived. So we would go drive by their house. We'd just like, hey, you wanna go for a drive? So we'd go like maybe get frozen yogurt or something. And <laughs> we'd, we'd get in, I don't know, I had a, my yellow Firebird and we'd get in there and I'd put my um, cassette tapes in and mm. you know, that kind of thing. And we'd just go can for I, a joyride. Can I ask what cassette tape you'd be putting in in that year? Um, it was probably early 80s, so maybe like Duran Duran, mm-hmm. or I like The Clash. That was a good one. Um, that kind of I thing. I didn't know you'd listen to The Clash. I love <laughs> The Clash. See, you should have had learning, me on earlier, and you would have so learned much. this We should have done this podcast when we were like 15. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to one of our favorite Dodger Stadium stories, but let's... First, hear mom's perspective of this game. Well, you know, I've, I, when you guys got older and we would go to Dodger games, dad says that he went to a lot of, a lot of Dodger games when he was a kid, but he didn't. I he did. Claims he claims to have gone to a game where Sandy Koufax yeah, pitched. I, I don't think so. I was the Dodger fan. I was, I was the baseball <laughs> fan. So I got, actually, Dad and I, on our second date, we went to a Dodger game because I wanted to go to a Dodger game. So anyway, I'd been to so many games. Was that weird for uh, the Dodger players that you were there with a date? I know. Steve, <laughs> I think Steve. Uh, um, excuse me, down here, Kristen. <laughs> I'm trying to play catcher. This is very distracting. So yeah, I think Steve was retired. Oh, okay. Well retired by then. So anyway. Um, you guys were young. You were totally into uh, going to batting practice, trying to get you know get a foul ball, get a home run. What age would you say this game? Zach was twelve, and I was ten, maybe. I think Weston was probably about three, so you about were that. probably twelve. Ten and twelve. Yeah, yeah, ten and twelve. You were in. You were playing little league, totally into baseball. You probably getting scared by Titanic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Typical thing 12-year-olds yeah. do. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway, we had kind of seats behind home plate, but they were high up. So I, uh, Mike took, the, took you guys down um, to down when they were having batting practice. Down the left field line. Yep. So I just sat up there, had a little alone time, and I was watching and seeing what was going on. And... and they were hitting the balls out there, and all of a sudden, I looked down there, and this kid went over the wall, and I went, oh my God, that kid fell over the wall. He's going to be in trouble. And I looked, and I go, oh my God, that's my son. That's Zach. <laughs> and um, man, he jumped back over the wall so fast. So um, what is your, I'd like to hear your take on that and how that happened. Okay, so we're left field line. Um, almost to the flagpole. Almost to the flagpole. The wall's not super high. It's probably four and a half, five feet. A little, probably f- taller. Too far for me to lean over the edge if a ball comes rolling down to grab to it on my own, but yeah. I was close. So dad had the idea, well, what if we just 
hold on to Zach's feet and he could just reach down and try to grab it. I was on board, whatever, that sounds like fun. But it required Troy and Dad holding on to my feet in order to get the ball. So we actually had one come down into the corner, a couple of them actually, and it was probably like the second or third time that it came down over there. I needed a little bit further to go. I think it was Troy that just let go of my foot. Dad tried his best to hold me up, and I just flipped over the wall. Yeah, you flipped. And I, I got back over so quick yeah. with the thing. And he got dad, the ball though. Yeah, I was. Dad was super embarrassed. Like they came over. Like the side guy came over, and I was like, "I'm sorry." He just dropped me, and they're like, "Oh, it's okay." And I thought we were gonna get kicked out of the game. And yeah, that's what I. Dad's thought. like, "Oh man, we almost had that ball," and I just like, "I have it. <laughs> I got it." That's awesome. So yeah. that was the first foul ball that I ever caught. Well, what I remember is the security guard comes over and goes, "Hey." If you come on the field again, we're going to have to kick you out. <laughs> I'm like, I think he's good. I think he may have a minor concussion. I don't even think he knows where he's I'm at. Not, I'm not doing that again, sir. <laughs> but having gone to so many Dodger games, you just don't see that. You you get in big trouble. Oh, if you did that, that now, yeah. you'd get kicked oh, out. Oh, yeah. Sure. You, would, you would not be able. But this was back in Titanic days. That's so in Titanic days. A lot days. of things, things were happening. Things were different in the Titanic days. People were drowning. Yes, they were. And it was scary. <laughs> it was. It was really scary. Best way to prevent drowning, though, is to stick foam up your nose. <laughs> so I think we all are going to be okay. <laughs> okay, so from there, how are you an Angels fan? Explain the how you're like this super major Dodger fan, created a Dodger fan son, and then you're just like, nah, I'm being an Angels fan now. Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I, it is. I, I don't want to be a fair weather fan, but we moved up to Northern California back in 86, and I had you guys, and I was busy, and we didn't get Dodger games or anything, and in Northern California and I wasn't going to watch the Giants. So, um, I just wasn't a baseball fan for a while. I just, you know, I was taking care of you guys and didn't pay any attention. I didn't even really watch sports for a while, unfortunately. Just the OJ trial. Just the, I was into that. So, um, as I don't know if you guys have talked about that, but our big family vacation every year was to go to Southern California. That was just what we did. We went to Knott's Berry Farm. We went to the beach, that kind of thing. So we started going to Angel Games. It was close by. It was cheap. It was, you know, it, it was a nice place to go. And um, I don't know if you know this, but the manager... Old manager. Uh, uh, the ex-manager was Mike Sosha, who happened to be a Dodger, and I loved him. So that's that's kind of how it went. That's pretty good. Still wish you were a Dodger fan, though. I do like the Dodgers. I will. I'll always. I'll always be a fan of. There's always root for them, but it's not the same. I mean, as long as you don't root for the <clears throat> Cubs, I'm good. Oh. Come on. I, I did root for them in 2016. Mom kind of has a jinx mentality when she roots for a team. They always seem to lose. I know. I am, I, I am a jinx. It's like I haven't had a team that I like win at all for probably 1988. 
maybe the Lakers back she, in the day. She's been rooting for Zach to be skinny too. <laughs> <laughs> but t- let's talk about the difference between the Angels games and the Dodger games. We went to an Angels game one time, and they, I think they were playing the Twins. Yes. An opposing team had a poster that said, like, go Twins. And the Angels fans were like, hey, great sign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. We appreciate your creativity. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for buying tickets. <laughs> Yeah, that that bugs me because I that if one thing gets on my nerves is I don't like fans going to the opposing um, stadium and acting a fool. I don't like that. You know, have some respect. You know, we know that you could never do that at Dodger Stadium ever. We talked about ever. that. If you were no. opposing, you're going to get stuff no, thrown when, at you. When we went to that playoff game, I was like, Troy, you are not wearing anything that says Cubs on it. I, it, well, I didn't we feel talked safe. About, we talked about this last week. Remember yeah. that nice older couple that wore Cubs was, stuff? Some was, people were running horrible. their – they weren't even cheering, and they're getting right. blown up. Yeah, it's um, – Dodger games are not – it's not like when I was a kid. It's a little rougher crowd nowadays. And Angels fans, yeah, a little soft, very soft. Not nothing. It, they're they're polar opposites. All right, let's talk about the other sport we used to all go to, the old Kings games. We talked about this a little in the past. Dad, like every episode, we love yeah. Kings. <laughs> Dad mentioned it when he was on some of those stories, but. You guys got to go to LeBron's first ever game and talking before we started this. Zach seems to be a little bitter. I think you're both bitter. But you know what? We paid a lot of money for our season tickets and we like to go to the first game. And you guys were so mad. Well, we were talking about this, too. I think it was 2003 LeBron was a rookie. And that was the year after they got screwed by the refs. So Mm. the first game they got knocked out on the game you guys went to game seven. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my gosh. Speaking of jinx. Oh my gosh. Hey. Yeah. If Zach and I went, we'd have rings. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just remember so many fun memories of us all going and all the different combinations. We me had, and Zach. We had two seats, and we would have to take turns, and it would be whoever was in town. It would be Dad and me, or it would be. Zach and me, it would be Troy and Dad, it would be Dad and Weston, you know, it was, we did, we shared them. And we, Weston didn't get to go very often, because he's not really into sports. He's not, but... He's there for the pretzels. He, he would go if we would get him a churro. Or Kenny G yeah. was playing halftime or something. Paul, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably the most intense sporting events I ever went to is uh, Kings back in their heyday, 2002, 2001, and the playoffs. It would be so loud that you, you couldn't hear yourself think. It was, and it was awesome. It was epic, and I miss it. Well, I the know. thing I like, too, about it, it kind of felt like a college feel almost yeah. because yeah. of how it was smaller and... Well, it's Sacramento's only team in any right. sport. It's the only thing. Well, not at the time. I think we had the Sacramento Knights and the Monarchs. Oh, the Monarchs. And they actually. <laughs> they actually won one. They won it, yeah. I think they're they our only championship oh, for the boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Sacramento Monarchs. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got. Um, fun episode. That was a very fun episode. Oh, that was. Um, 
shout out to Fruit of the Bean for sponsoring the episode this week. Very good coffee. Checked out their website, and they've got some pretty cool shirts and mugs, and they donate to great causes. So make sure to check out their mission statement on their webpage at fruitofthebean.com. Make sure to check us out on the internet, too. Just not like our mom used to do with like the Dodgers because if we see you guys driving by we're going to get a little <laughs> awkward you can, if I'm walking up the stairs though you want to touch my arm, that's okay I'll allow it <laughs> so make sure to check us out at Spivey Special Twitter, Instagram, Facebook all of them we're all over everything, I think we need to get we need to get another bracket going this week let's do it we'll get a bracket, some sort of bracket I like the brackets that's maybe a fun. bracket of brackets the best you know, snake bracket. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think it's something. All right, I think that's all we got. Troy, you got anything else? Nope, all I got is Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. You're welcome. Later. Later.